What's going on everyone? Welcome to my podcast. This episode is an episode that I've been really keen on talking about. Um, I feel like nobody talks about it because it's such a touchy, touchy subject. And in my previous podcast episodes, I've been mentioning that I really want to touch on it. So this episode, I'm going to be talking about depression, suicide, being you know emotionally unstable, mental disorders. And I really just want to give you guys a quick backstory about what I've been through, what I've dealt with so you guys can kind of tag along at the same pace on this episode. Now, a lot of people don't even want to talk about this because it's so touchy. I know people that don't even believe in depression or, you know, like they, I've heard people go, it's so, it's selfish to take your own life because the other people, you like your friends, your family, you know, they're going to be heartbroken and all that kind of stuff. I look at it completely different. Now, I'm just going to give you, like I said, a little backstory. When I, I don't know, I so I went to high school up to two weeks before grade 10, and then I dropped out. Two weeks before grade 10. Um, I was a... Uh, so through my primary school, I was really troubled, like really fucking troubled. And you can ask anybody I know. This is not bullshit. I used to... They told me I had ADHD, ADD, all that kind of stuff. I had mild Asperger's. I still kind of do. I used to go to primary school... With the with this in my head, we'd have warnings. We'd have warning, and then step one, step two, step three, then the principal's office. I used to go to my school, and I would all I, I was suspended all the time. I used to pick up desks. This is how troubled I was, and I would chuck them. Literally, just chuck them off the balcony. I would chuck chairs. I would scream. I would yell. I once told this is what ended my first prime. My first. I, got expelled in grade 5 or just before grade 5, I told my teacher, Miss Flesser, actually, that I would stab her, kill her baby and blow up the school. Now, I was really fucked, like really troubled, but I was the funniest dude ever. I had so many friends, all that kind of stuff, but if I went to school in my head and I was like, today I'm not going to get in trouble, I'm not going to get a warning, and then I got a warning, it would fucking loop my brain. I would go crazy. I would scream. I would hurt people, I'd want to fight everybody, I was known in primary school as the crazy kid, but I had heaps of friends, and you know, I was always chasing girls and all that kind of stuff, but something in my mind, it was, I was actually, this is a this is a true story too, I was actually tested positive before I came out of my mum, 100% for Down syndrome, and then the doctors made a mistake, and I always think, was I actually meant to get Down syndrome, and then I just got this instead? I find, I look at it as like a blessing in disguise. Anyway, I moved on to my next primary school. I think it was like grade five, six, seven. And um, at the start, it was still pretty unstable. I was still, you know, really angry. But towards grade seven, I slowly got better. Uh, grade eight, first year of high school was pretty good. I was really into sports, um, track and field, breaking records. I was really fucking fast, could jump a billion meters. And it was really, really good. I was passing all my subjects. And then, towards like the... When I was 15, I started smoking weed. I think. No, 13 or 15. I don't know, one of them. But, I don't know if this triggered it. Now, a lot of people say, you know, oh, weed doesn't do this and that. It's, you know... I think it's for everybody. It's like school. School's not for everybody. If you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a journalist, go to school. If... 
It's how my mind is. I've taken acid before, and I know people that have taken acid, and they've had the best time, because their, their mindset and their mind state in that current time is happy. Mine, I take acid and I have the worst fucking trips. I think people are chasing me, you know? It's scary. I've had like four bad trips, it's crazy. Anyway, I was dating a, I was dating a girl for four years. It was like through high school and all that kind of stuff. And I, um, we were, as you get older, it gets harder. You know, you're growing up, you go start going to parties. I was a legit psycho too, still. Still was, still am, and um, the whole weed thing, the whole drug things, moving out, parties, um, I was going through the whole Facebook thing where I would upload a video and it went viral and then I was so obsessed with social media. So the whole thing with social media is like I, I uploaded a video, it was called The Knife Song, where you get the knife in, in the middle of your fingers, and I pretty much got this massive knife and it, that, that was blowing up online and I pretty much just took the piss out of it and like just reversed it. If you want to go look at it, look on my Facebook, you'll find it somewhere. And um, I woke up with 140,000 likes on it and it kind of blew, it kind of changed my life in a way because it was like I woke up with thousands of messages and shares and all that kind of stuff but I didn't really know how to deal with that and I'd say it got to my head because, you know, it was big, it was really big, and especially where I live, um, on the Gold Coast, a lot of people knew me, and they, from the video and all that kind of stuff, so it really kind of shaped my mind, I think, and even my, my girlfriend at the time, she didn't really understand it, didn't really like it either, I didn't really understand it, didn't know what was going on, but that played a big role in my being emotionally unstable, so then I was smoking a lot of weed, like, and I was, I think I was abusing it to a point. Now, I, I have no problem, majority of my friends now smoke weed, um, but it depends on who you are. If you can smoke weed and still wake up the next morning, go to work, be happy, happy as fuck, fine, that's good, you're killing it. But for me, I, it, that was like how it was at the start, but then it started, I started to abuse it. You can't get addicted, there's no addictive, like, substance in it. In it. It's just a mindset, it's just a daily thing, a routine that you get into. Anyway, I started like feeling like I needed it. I moved out, broke up with, we broke up after like three breakups. I moved out to a old school friend's house and with her mum and she was smoking, selling. I was, I started to sell as well and it kind of just skyrocketed from there and I was, I was living there, moved out of home. I had my parents crying all the time calling me, texting me, they would look up on me, like, I remember the, this, this was heartbreaking, I remember when I first moved out and my mum wanted my dad to bring me all my clothes from home to the place I was living at, so my dad, my dad came with a big basket of clothes, a couple baskets of clothes, and pretty much was crying and just said, look, mum doesn't want your clothes in our house anymore. And pretty much just dropped them out the front in the middle of the road. And I just flipped and I think I threw my clothes everywhere. But that was like really, it was it was hard when I first moved out because I remember walking out and my mum and dad were crying. And I was just all over the shop, you know. I couldn't, 
I couldn't stay there any longer because I, and I was only like 15, I, I just didn't want to get told what to do, I was just a mess, I was just, I just wanted to drink, smoke weed, go to parties, and I really pretty much dropped out two weeks before grade 10 finished, so I don't even have my grade 10, just to go to a skate park and smoke weed, but my mum to this day always asks me, do you regret any of it? And I'm always like, fuck no, because I know that I am going to succeed in life, whether it's 10, 20, 30, 50 years, I'm going to be massive and I'm going to crush this fucking life that I've been given. And I always look at it now like, fuck, you know what? I've got a real dope fucking story. You know, a come up story. When I get interviewed in fucking 10 years, this is the story I'm going to be telling. How boring would it be like, oh yeah, you know, my parents, you know, gave me a million dollars, I turned it into 20 mil, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Never done a drug in my life, never smoked or drank. You know, like, I've got a really good story. So I don't regret any of it. Anyway, moved out of home, all that kind of stuff. That's where I started getting really emotionally unstable. I was, I was, it was anxiety. That's, I think anxiety started first. I didn't know how to talk to a lot of people. It's, I felt like, I, I was, I felt like I was so popular. I had the most friends, the happiest guy, and pretty much my life just backflipped. And I fell on my head pretty much. I couldn't talk to people the same way. I'd always think, what do they think about me? Like, am I saying the right thing? Should I say something different? Like, what do they think of me at this time? You know, like, it was just really fucked and that really got to my head. And even a lot of my friends, they were like, you know, what are you doing, man? You need to get your head straight. And I was just uploading, you know, fucking suicide shit, like all that kind of stuff to Facebook, and I was just like, fuck my life, fuck this, you know, anyway, it was, it was real, this is where it all started to really turn, I was at the place that I was living at after I moved out of home when I was 15, and we'd always, you know, smoke weed every night, drink passion pop, which is wine, if you don't know what that is, you know, just being really stupid, and I, I visited my parents' house, and they went out, and I sat on the table, and this is where I was really at breaking point, and I just didn't want to, I didn't know why I was on the, like, why I was here on planet Earth anymore, I just didn't know, so I sat on the table, and I set my phone up, and I pretty much just recorded a suicide uh, goodbye letter thing, telling everybody, mentioning all the names of people that I love and care about, what I'm going through, and pretty much saying goodbye, anyway, me and a couple mates were drinking on the bed, smoking weed, doing drugs, all that kind of stuff, and at that point it was just numbing me really, and I went to the toilet and I came back and my friend actually went on my phone and found that video and he laughed at me, because a lot of people, like I said at the start, people can be happy on weed and not give a fuck and just be oblivious, me, it got to a point where I was smoking and I was getting worse and upset and depressed and I'd overthink things, anyway, I came in and he was laughing and he was like, what the fuck is this shit bro? He was a Kiwi, so I, I'm not I'm not being racist or anything, but he wasn't the brightest fucking person in the fucking library. I'm telling you that right now. So he didn't really understand emotional, you know, intelligence. He didn't understand human behaviour, all that kind of stuff. So he pretty much just laughed. And I understood that. I was just like, you know, he's not he's not as smart, so he doesn't really understand all that kind of stuff. Which is pretty mean to say, but it's true, I don't give a fuck. And he pretty much just laughed at me, and I was just like, you know what, like, I need to get the fuck out of this place really bad, so I ended up going home about 
10 or 11 months after I moved out of home and I lost about 10 kilos. I couldn't fit into anything, any of my clothes. My parents were just shocked because I, I was just smoking so much weight. I wasn't even eating. That's the thing. Where I was living, I was probably, I was living on like a box of fucking shapes, two boxes of shapes and alcohol and weed every week. Like I wasn't eating. And so I moved back into my parents' house and we kind of sat down at the table and they were like, you know, if you're moving back in, this needs to change, this needs to change. And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. And this isn't where it got better, where I moved back home and it all got better. If anything, it got worse, but for the best, for, for the better. So I moved back home and I was still smoking a lot of weed. Um, and I just rock up home high, put some, I don't know, clear eyes in. And this is where I started breaking into people's houses. So, I started breaking into a lot of people's houses, which is really fucked. And I've always made it a, a goal of mine to, when I make it, to go to everyone's house and give them a shit ton of money for it. Now, I broke into people's houses because I had no money to buy weed to, to support my drug habits and buy alcohol and all that kind of stuff. So, I, that's what I was doing. And then, at the same time, I was still smoking a lot of weed and I was really depressed and I was, I'd sometimes find myself in my room Saturday and Sunday by myself and just like, just hating myself, um, just not knowing why I was there and all that kind of stuff. So if you're still with me listening to this episode, thank you so much. It honestly means the world to me. Um, I've never really spoken about this to anybody. Anyway, I'd find myself on weekends, and I'd be sitting there by myself going, why am I here? You know, I did the whole cutting your wrist, slashing your wrist sort of thing, um, and it just wasn't, it wasn't, my, my, I felt like my, I was on breaking point. And this is, this is the time where I actually was in the bathtub at my parents' house, and I tried to drown myself. And... My mum pretty much just found me trying to do this and she pretty much freaked out and asked what I was doing and ripped me out of the bathtub. And she pretty much just dragged me straight to the doctors and I was put on suicide watch. So if you don't know what that is, you go into the doctors, they ask you what's wrong and I pretty much just broke down and told them everything. And then... They put you on suicide watch, so he said to my mum, look, he can't go outside, he can't hang with friends, you need to watch him before he goes to bed when he wakes up. He's very suicidal, um, pretty much like a code red. And then they book you in for a psychiatrist. Now, this is, this is where my human behaviour, knowledge and all that kind of stuff started to really kick in. I went and sat down in a psychiatrist's room and they go, what's wrong? How are you feeling? What's the matter? And then I told them, I told her what was wrong. And this is where it fucks me off now because I told her what was wrong after she asked what was wrong. And then she knew what was wrong with me. And then she told me what was wrong with me. What's wrong, Jaden? Oh, I'm sad, suicidal, and depressed. And then she goes, Jaden, it looks like you're sad, suicidal, and depressed. Here's some medicine. That's, that's, 
it's honestly the worst thing you can do to a human. I always say, like, I've had mates that have been depressed and I have people in my life right now that are going through these sorts of things. And I'm like, do you, would you rather talk to me or go and see a psychiatrist? And some of them say they'd rather talk to me because you go and pay a psychiatrist or whatever and you talk to a psychiatrist and you're telling them what's wrong and then all they're doing is just telling you what you've just told them because they know. They don't have to figure you out, figure out, figure you out at all. You've just told them that you're sad. So then they're going to go, yeah, you're sad. This is what you do. Have some medicine. And it's not for some people. I know some people that psychiatrists, you know, save their life, all that kind of stuff. But for me, I did two sessions and I was out. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. You're not helping me. I'm smarter than you. That's what I, that's what I thought at the time. So suicide watch, psychiatrist. And then I still... There was I, I was still fucking depressed. I was still anxiety. Like, to this day, I still have anxiety. And it's it's funny because I was the most happiest kid, but I was still troubled. But I had 100,000 friends, and I was popular, and I was... And my life backflipped. My life literally took a fucking backflip. Double backflip. So... If you're still listening, I thank you so much. This is really hard for me to actually speak on. It's something that I, I really want to... I'm really going to be excited to speak about this if I ever do a live performance or if I film it on YouTube. I'm really excited because I feel like there are so many fucking people out there right now listening to this that have the same, that feel the exact same way as I did and I do. But it's just really quick sum up. Dropped out of school. Didn't finish grade 10 got on the drugs, got really depressed, hit with anxiety bug, was really suicidal. And I, like I said at the start, I always get asked if I regret any of this, and I always say no, because now I can help people. You know, I've been, I would, I don't, the reason, most psychiatrists, you know, for example, if a psychiatrist has never been depressed in their life or tried to even take their own life, how are they going to give me advice? I have mates that are suicidal. YZL, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this episode, this is for you, bro. If I have mates that are suicidal and that they don't like where they are in life and I can give them advice because I was there six, five years ago. You know what I mean? I've actually been through it. I've seen it so I can give them advice. Can't tell them what to do. No one can. But I can guide them and I can show them that it is it gets better it gets better because now I'm on the other fucking end of it speaking into my phone speaking like what I've been through telling people this is this is what I've seen this is what I've done and it, it's just the best feeling in the world to be able to give value in that sort of sense because it's like I said it's a touchy subject no one wants to talk about it but until until someone talks about it someone fucking talks about it and it's the biggest fucking thing going on in this world right now Someone dies like every second. It's crazy from suicide. Bullying is fucked. I've never been anyone to bully. I've never bullied anybody. It hurts. It hurts when you see someone getting bullied. There's no fucking need for it. It just shows that humans are the lowest, lowest of low. I'd rather be a fucking dog. Anyway, back to the story. 
It was it, after I got put on suicide watch. It didn't get better. I was smoking, still smoking a lot of weed, and my anxiety was getting to the point where I just wanted to stay in my room all day and do nothing and and just not speak to anybody. And if I did speak to anybody, I wouldn't be able to hold the conversation. And it kind of escalated, and I kind of got better. Also, I started to figure myself out. I feel like if you can spend time in a room for a year every single day by yourself and not really have any friends to speak to after having lots of fucking friends and being really popular and then going to nothing, having nobody and it just, like dropping out of school just showed me that no one really gives a fuck about you. And if you can do that and spend a solid year with yourself, I feel like nothing can hurt you. Like, you, you get to know yourself 110%. You understand yourself. Then you start, like, I started learning human behavior, um, facial reactions if I talk to somebody and the way their face reacts to something that I've just said and spoken about. I can kind of sum up and feel how they feel and I kind of know what they're about. I know if someone's anxious to talk to me or what they've been through. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It feels like experience is probably the best thing that anybody can have because if you don't have any experience, you can't really talk on anything. Like, you can't take... I'd rather hang out with a millionaire if I want to be a millionaire and not hang out with someone that makes 20 grand a year because they they can't talk about having millions because they've never had millions. So, if, you, if I haven't touched on this, I've got ADHD... ADD, OCD, and mild Asperger's. And I am pretty sure, I'm not 100%, I haven't, like the other ones, they've all been processed through doctors, all that kind of stuff, uh, medication that I'm not on anymore. But I'm nearly 100% sure I have bipolar. My moods can change within seconds. And it's not even in happiness and like being sad. It's, it's grinding, it's hustle, it's business. One minute I'll, I'm... I'm the most energetic, motivated person in the world, and then one morning I'll wake up and be like, you know what, I just want to fucking sit in bed and do nothing. But I feel like it's those times, if you push through those times, you, that's when the good shit happens. And that's been an upside for me. But sometimes I'll be so happy, and if I think about certain things, or say if i got a phone bill, or this and this and this, my whole mood will fucking change. And this is something I haven't really talked to anybody about, really, apart from my partner or my family. But I'm 99% sure I've got bipolar. But hey, it's just a fucking word. It's just another problem. It's just another feeling that people go through. I'm just going to use it to my advantage, like I do with all my other problems. You know, my OCDs, my OCD, I'm, like, I'm clean as fuck. I like it. I'm really particular about things. And OCD's not like washing your hands a hundred times. I have to close the doorknob and touch the doorknob when I close it a certain amount of times until it feels fucking right. Like, that's how fucked it is. Like, I've got to... If you ever see me out in public and I keep stretching my back or I've got to lift my shirt up before I sit on a seat, like, you know that it's me because <laughs> it gets wild. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know what I mean? Um... My, my mild Asperger's, it takes me, like, I'm not, I've never been school smart. You know, I've never been good at maths. I've, I was kind of good at English. Um, history, I fucking aced, and sport, I aced. But I, I'm not really the, I'm not, I'm a quick learner, but I'm not. Depends on what I'm learning. If I'm passionate about it and I want to learn it, I'll fucking learn it. I don't give a fuck. 
But if you're going to try to tell me fucking nine times, eight times, three times, two, minus seven, plus A, B, C, and Z, like, I don't give a fuck, and I don't know, because I don't care. And the ADHD thing is, it's, I don't know, ADHD it's, and ADD, it's been around for a long time. I was just a really angry child. And I thank my mum because my mum actually works in a special school with kids. And my mum knew exactly how to deal with me. I used to have spasms and I'd go crazy and she'd put me on the ground and she'd hold me really tight because that's what you're meant to do. And it relieves stress and all that kind of stuff. And she'd hold me tight and I'd yell and I'd cry and I'd scream. And I honestly thank my mum for that. And I don't regret none of this, honestly. I'm going to use this to my advantage till the fucking day I die. Because guess what I've got that most people don't have? If you haven't tried to kill yourself, then you can't talk about killing yourself. I don't give a fuck if you've got a doctor's degree or a fucking a psychologist. Like, you, you can't talk about it. You can talk about it, but you can't give somebody advice if you've never tried to take your own life. I've tried to take my life three times in my whole entire life. And I feel like I can talk about it. I can help people. Because suicide, mental disorder, like, being emotionally unstable is the worst thing to go through. It's fucking right next to poverty, and it might be in the fucking same category. But it's hard... When you feel, and if you're listening to this and you've ever been emotionally stable, and if you fucking feel like you're yelling for help and nobody's hearing you, or nobody can understand, or your parents are old-fashioned and they don't understand being upset, because back then it was eat a brick and harden the fuck up, and they don't understand being emotionally unstable or depressed because you know social media comes through and you want to you looking at people's bodies on Instagram and like you're like oh I want to be like her I want to be like him and then you look at your life and you're like fuck man I know how that feels I didn't grow up in a mansion I didn't grow up in a four story house and my parents don't own Lamborghinis my dad's had a second hand job working in a warehouse pretty much his whole life and my mum's a teacher my mum's a breadwinner I don't have I never had a fancy house. And I know what it feels like, and I know there's people on here, if you come from my generation, the 90s, and the, you know, the 2000s, when you invite your friend over and you don't have a massive white mansion of a house, and a white Lamborghini, and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's like, it's anxious, and you're like, oh, you know, but then when you get older, you realise how fucking grateful you should be. reason I'm talking and bringing this up, on this subject, is because I feel like it relates to, it it, it's anxiety, depression. So many people out there, like I know myself 100%. I never have to prove myself ever again because I experienced so much stuff at such a young age. I know people now that are doing the whole drugs and all that kind of stuff, breaking into people's house, all that kind of stuff now at 21 years old. I did that and I started that at 13. And I got my first fucking full-time job at 16. 15, 16. And I worked in a warehouse for five years. And your first full-time job at 15, 16 in a warehouse full of 50-year-olds and 40-year-olds that are angry is not the fucking easiest thing to do. So everyone goes, why do you think you... I always think I'm 20 years ahead of everybody. You can be the same age as me and sit next to me, but if you haven't experienced what I've experienced at such a young age... I am 20 years ahead of you, even though we're both 21. Not many people at 15 go work in a warehouse six, nearly six days a week with one fan, 
manual fucking labour, eight, ten hours a day. Unloading trucks on a forklift, you fucking carrying fucking bonnets and panels for cars and hustle, hustle, like go, 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 sweat, sweat, sweat. 30, 40 degree heat, like it's crazy. I did that for five years. I've, that's why I think I grew up really fucking quick because I did the whole drug thing at 13, moved out of home at 14, 15, you know, broke into houses. I did all that and everyone was still at school when I got my job. And now I see them now and they're all on crack. Well, then they're doing all that shit now and I'm like, man, fuck. I'm glad I did what I fucking did at such a young age. I'm glad I did all the drugs and the parties and the, like, stupid, real stupid, like, all the suicide shit, all the fucking, like, all that stuff at 13, you know? And I've always, I think it's been a plan. I've always been a troubled kid. My parents love me. They try to give me whatever they wanted, whatever I wanted. You know, I don't come from a broken family. I mean, we've we've never all connected, but I'm grateful for for being alive, and I'm grateful for being able to hold my phone, earphones in my fucking ear, and I'm giving people value and advice. <clears throat> I really needed to say this though. <clears throat> Sorry, I've been talking for ages. My voice is really fucked at the moment. <clears throat> if you know somebody that is going through something, and you're kind of li- you're kind of giving it the blind eye, and you're not really talking uh, talking about it. And I've seen this happen a hundred times. You need to tell him or her that it's going to be alright. And you need to be there for them. You need to make sure you message them every single morning, making sure they're okay. Because if, if that person dies, you could have changed something. Now, I'm not saying put their life on yours. That's not how it goes. People make their own decisions. If I was to kill myself right now, it would be my decision, not anybody else's. But I feel like there's always a way and you can always help somebody. I've been on the lowest and lows. I used to sit in my room all day, you know, <clears throat> no friends after having heaps of friends and just being depressed, smacking my head against the wall, cutting myself, slashing up my wrists, trying to kill myself, trying to overdose on drugs, all that kind of stuff. And it's crazy because I'm only 21 giving people advice, you know what I mean? But a simple message. If you, say if you're, you, you know, you, there was that kid at school that never really had any friends, always got picked on, and he's on Facebook and he adds you, and you look on his Facebook and you're like, wow, what's this kid doing? He's really depressed and he really hates himself and he's still got no friends since everybody's left school and graduated. Message him. Hey, man, do you want to hang out? Or don't even have to hang out. Hey, man, how are you? How's life been treating you? A simple fucking message to somebody can change their fucking life. And it's so legit, it's not funny. One message, one how you going, how you been, how's your mum, how's your dad, can change somebody's life. It's, it's insane. And the, why I speak on this is because I never got that message. I never got, ah, are you okay, man? How are you? But I know that when I was in those times where I really wanted to die, I needed one of those messages and I never got it. But I pulled through, and now I'm in the position to give somebody and help somebody, bring some value and some experience, just just to tell people that it does get better. I figured all this out on my own. That's why I'm so strong and mentally, mentally and emotionally stable now. Now, don't get me wrong. 
my anxiety still fucking fluctuates through the roof, and I still do get depressed, and one minute I'm happy, and the next minute I want to jump in front of a fucking train, and I feel fucking empty. But, behind me is a shitload of experience, a shitload of fucking knowledge and value as well. If you're upset, this is, this is, this is so powerful, and if you don't believe me, I don't give a fuck. If you are upset, and me and you are sitting across from each other, I can make you from upset to happy. You might not be cured of depression or anxiety or any of that kind of stuff because I feel like it never goes away. It just gets better. You have to change your mindset. But I feel like if I can sit in a conversation with you, even if it's Instagram DMs, I can change your fucking view on life. That's how powerful I think my mind is. Because I've got experience. I know how to talk to people. I can sell you your own fucking hand. It's just human behavior. It's just, it's so weird because I'm 21 and no 21 year old right now that I've known or heard of is speaking on this. The only person that comes close is Gary V. And that's what I find so funny because he's 40, 41 or whatever, however old he is. I'm 21 years old. You know what I mean? And nobody starts talking about the whole hustle thing until someone talks about hustle. And Gary Vee started talking about hustle. Now everybody's talking about hustle. I'm talking about suicide and depression because I think that it is one of the biggest topics that needs to be spoken about. Too many people are fucking dying. It's sad. And they're getting younger and younger. I don't blame social media at all. You know what I mean? Bullying has been in schools for fucking centuries. And now... It's on the internet. I feel like if you can change your mindset before you, you... If you can change your mindset, and if someone tries to bully you, and you've got the strongest mindset ever, fuck the bullies. What's a bully going to do if you can't be bullied? Quote me on that. In 10 years, someone's going to take this out of this podcast. What is the bully going to do if you can't get bullied? I never got bullied. But... I know human behaviour enough to know what it feels like to be bullied. Now, I know someone that's been bullied right now is probably listening to this like, nah, fuck off, you don't know nothing. I do. I've seen it firsthand. I have family members that have been bullied, that have wanted to die because of being bullied. The whole social media thing for me really fucked me up, but I... It's the strongest part of me now. When I when I had that viral video, viral videos weren't really around. And my video popped off huge. And then every single one of them went viral. After, I did so many viral videos. And it got to my head. I thought I was fucking Kim Kardashian. And, you know, my life was, was pretty much resolved around likes. If I didn't get enough likes, I'd be depressed. And if I... If I got a 1,000 likes, that would keep me happy for the day. Or if I got 300 likes in two minutes on Facebook on a video, I'd be happy. And then I was going to the point where I'd walk into the cinemas with no clothes on and I'd yell at people and I'd get someone to film it just for, just for the likes and the views. And then when I really stopped trying to impress people and my heart wasn't in the whole video viral Facebook thing anymore and I started, you know, I started taking up music and I was a recording artist for a little bit and I would... I would make hip-hop music and all that kind of stuff. I love that. And then that it's, it kind of really started to die down. And then I, started, I took up photography three years ago, and that's when it really started to die down. And I'm going to really t- touch on these viral videos that I had and 
the things that I've been through on another episode, but this episode is really just based around being emotionally unstable and what I've done. And that's what I'm going to talk on now. I can't sit here and say, this is what you have to do to help yourself and not be depressed anymore. Because, to be honest, I'm still depressed. I've still got anxiety and I'm still bipolar and as fuck. But I've got knowledge and experience now. I know that it gets better. And I know that it's always going to get better. Even though you think it's worse and like you're in the bottom of the pits, it does get better. Even that I know that. I still know that it gets better. Because it does. Because you're not going to feel how you feel tomorrow. That you're always going to feel different. It's all you, it's all on your mind state and your mindset. And people that you hang around with, honestly, plays the big uh, like half a fucking role of it. If you're hanging around people that are de- that are depressed and they want to bring you down, and they can't help themselves, or you can't help them, and they don't want help and they just want to be negative Nancys, then you need to get away from them because your life's not going to get better. It's just going to fucking duplicate theirs. You're going to be a mirror image, splitting image. Now, I can't say this is what you have to do to to be happy because I don't know how I got happy or how I turned my life around. I just did it. I went from living on two boxes of shapes, trying to sell enough weed to make some money, to moving back into my parents' house, and it got worse because that's where I tried to kill myself three times. But... It also got better because I tried to kill myself three times and now I can speak on it and I feel like I have experience. Now, one thing you can do is like I just said, hang around people that you... If you want to hang around positive people even though or people that you can just talk to about your feelings. You want to be able to relate to people. You don't want to be hanging around people that are going to drag you down. If you're on the drugs right now, you want to get off the drugs, don't hang around people that do drugs. Simple as that, because you're going to do drugs. I know because I've been through it. And it's it's just true. I'm just going to take a sip. Right? One sec. You need to spend some time by yourself. And I know some people right now are like, that's the worst thing you can do. It's not. The one thing, the biggest piece of advice, if you're depressed you suffer from anxiety, you really need to know who the fuck you are. That's your biggest strength. If you know who you are, no one can break you. So if you're depressed right now and you're by yourself and you're like, oh, I used to have friends and I really want friends because it will help my life, it won't. The best thing for you to do is know who you are because if you ever get bullied or if you if, if you ever get upset again, you know what's going on. You know who you are. No one can break you. So when you have a conversation with somebody and you're sitting there and you're like, the back of your head's going, and I really think it's it's like a brain thing. It's an actual mental disorder. Some people can't help it, but your brain's like, oh, did I say the wrong thing? What do they think about me? Blah, 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 blah. Like, fuck, like, what do I say to impress this person? You don't have to because guess what? You fucking know yourself. That's your biggest strength, I think, knowing yourself. Second would be hanging around people that you want to, you want to, be like you not necessarily be like but you want to better yourself with you want to hang around people that if you hang around someone that wants a million dollars and you want a million dollars you get a better chance of get it forget it like getting a million dollars hanging out with that person than you do that doesn't want someone that doesn't want a million dollars it's just true it's simple fucking facts mate simple facts so know yourself figure yourself out spend some time with yourself Learn to entertain yourself. Buy an Xbox, but don't get too, like, sit in your room and just, like, get zoned in. Know yourself. Go online. Figure yourself out. Learn some stuff. 
Find your passion. If you if you find yourself doing the same thing five hours a day, do that same thing ten hours a day. Try to turn it into a job, into into money. Try to just try to find your passion. Know yourself. Find your passion. Surround yourself with good people. And just love and care. Honestly, love and care. It does get better. It honestly does. I promise anybody. If you're still, I know this is a long ass episode, but if you're listening to this right now and you feel like, this is example, right? You see some old school friends from school two years ago and you get really fucking nervous in this, because they walk past you and you get really nervous. You don't know if they're going to speak to you. You don't know what you're going to say. Your brain goes into override and they go, Oi, hey man. Oi, what's going on? How you been? And you go, uh, 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 Yeah, man, yeah, good yourself. You start slowing work. Like, I know how that feels. If you can't hold a conversation with people. I know how it feels to, I don't know, be sitting down and feel awkward because you think someone's going to look at you or you don't have the right shoes on or your shirt isn't expensive enough to be wearing so you think people are judging you. You know what I mean? If you feel like that, if you feel like you're not popular or you're not, you don't fit in or you're, you still live with your parents and they don't have the best house so you don't really want to bring invite people over. I know all of this. It's simple human behavior. It gets better. Honestly, it gets so much better. So I'm going to honestly I'm going to end this podcast episode right here right now. If you're depressed, suicidal, if you're going through shit right now, honestly, I want you to send me a fucking DM on Instagram. My Instagram is at j a a h d o n. J-A-A-H-D-O-N. J-A-A-H-D-O-N. And if you feel like you can relate to this podcast or you're going through something and you feel like you've got no one to speak to, I don't care if I have a million followers followers on Instagram in the next 10 years. I'm going to reply to every fucking body. If it takes me 15 to fucking 15, 15 minutes to 15 hours to change your mindset on life and how you feel at this current time, I don't give a fuck. I've got experience, value, and knowledge that I can give you because I've been through all this. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm really, I'm really probably going to touch on this episode a lot more, even though I have in this episode. There's a lot more to it. I just really want to touch on all the basics and the main things, in, and I'm going to touch on it on other episodes. But thank you for listening. And honestly, just DM me. Anyway, I'll see you guys in the next episode. You.